This is Cyber Defense Radio with your host and cybersecurity expert, Gary Malefsky. Gary brings to you another globally recognized cybersecurity executive in the hot seat today. Now, this is my first and most unique interview. It's going to be great. It's with an award-winning author. Jeffrey Stevens is an author and a lawyer. He's both, and he's heading in this amazing direction of maybe being our next, our own U.S. version of an Ian Fleming. Uh, Jeffrey Stevens, welcome to the hot seat. And tell us about your your journey into novels and getting into spy novels, spy thrillers, all the way up to Enemies Among Us, your newest book. Thanks. First of all, thanks very much for having me. Um, I always wrote, uh, let me say this, um, uh, I grew up in New York City and I love to write. I wrote in, I wrote plays in elementary school. I wrote short stories throughout and so forth. And when I was going off to college, I was the first person in my extended family ever to go to college. And we were a poor family. And my dad said, so what do you think you're going to study? And I said, you know, really, I want to be a novelist. And he looked at me and he said, I don't think so, son. If I'm going to if I'm going to struggle to pay for your college, you're going to have to do something a little more sensible than that, because writers don't make money and generally drink too much. So <laughs> taking that advice, um, I became an attorney because that was sort of my second choice for a career. And I've had a very successful and happy career as a lawyer. But I always wrote. And years back, uh, I just I, I had written a book and and I, I met someone by by accident who was a literary agent. He said, let me represent you. And what have you got? And I showed him this book and he loved it. And he was absolutely convinced this would be the next great thing. And he couldn't sell it to anyone, no one. And so he said, do you have anything else? I said, well, you know, I have this spy novel. I, ne- I don't think of myself as an espionage author, but I had a friend, and this is a long-winded response to your question. I had a friend who was in corporate America. He was very successful. And one day, quite by accident, and if you're interested, I'll tell you the story, I found out that he also worked for the CIA. And when I found this out, I said, God, that's amazing stuff. And and we would sit and talk about it. And naturally, he was not divulging state secrets to me or anything of the sort. But we did have some interesting conversations about the sorts of things he did and the places he visited around the world. And so I wrote this novel about this gentleman who was pretending not to be an agent when he really is. And I gave that one to Bob and boom, he sold it immediately. And that was Targets of Deception. And that was the first of my eight published novels. And that was a series of four featuring uh, someone based on that gentleman that I knew at the time. So then I did a couple of other things. And then during the pandemic, I came back to espionage because I really do feel there are issues there in terms of things that you focus on in terms of cyber defense and, and so on. And I wanted to write a globetrotting adventure because we were all kind of stuck on our couches, including me during the pandemic. And so I wrote this story called The Handler and introduced a new spy by the name of Nick Reagan and his partner, Carol Gellos. And that did well. And it won an award, as you said. And so I wrote the sequel. And that's the book that we're talking about today, I hope, uh, Enemies Among Us which is my newest release. And it, fe- it features Nick Reagan and Carol Gellos again. And uh, it's fun stuff. Yeah. So Nick Reagan is, uh, he was mentored by a trusted CIA agent who, the expert who goes out in the field and, and goes to the Middle East and he turns bad, but Nick is good. Yeah, not, not quite that dramatic. No, Nick, yes. Nick is definitely, is definitely a good guy. Um, one of the things about Enemies Among Us, I really did want to focus in on what's happening within our own government, within uh, big industry in this country, big pharma and so forth. 
that it is difficult at times to tell the good guys from the bad guys. So I promise that I'm not fooling anybody. Nick Reagan and Carol Gellos, they're on the side of right. They're true Americans. They're patriots. But there are others who are involved with them in government, in business and so forth. And they are not good guys necessarily. And so uh, the more Nick and Carol delve into this issue that they're faced with, without giving too much of the book away, they realize that some of the problems they're having, some of the pushback is coming from within rather than from without. And so it was a different approach for me. And I really quite enjoyed limiting myself, so to speak, in terms of where I was going with this, because so many, as you know, so many spy novels, it's so easy to say. And so they got on a plane and they went to, you know, Tanganyika or something, you know, and, and so you create different locales and different situations that arise. This one, I wanted to keep it close and I wanted the people around to be close because that's even more dangerous and more insidious, if you will. Those are the enemies among us, hence the title. It's a great title. And in cybersecurity, we have three major issues that are happening every year and it's growing worse. And that is either an accidental click on a link and spear phishing attack, you get attacked and you click the link. So it's a trusted employee who gets socially engineered from the inside accidentally, you know, and now there's an infection. Uh, there's a group in China, they just produced some horrible malware. It's called Volt, I think Volt Hurricane or some crazy name like that. And they got into all these wireless routers, whether the routers were in the U.S. government or people's houses. Your home router became the back door for covert uh, conversations by potentially the Chinese government. And uh, the FBI and CISA, CISA.gov issued warnings recently about it that we've got our own trusted gear has become malicious insiders. The, the enemies among us might be our own wireless routers, could be people we trust behind the firewall, and it may be an accident. And then in the worst case, it is truly a malicious insider who's doing bad, doing harm behind the firewall. And this is happening a lot. So insider threat, insider data leakage, insider access, you know, uh, Trojan horses, it happens every day in cybersecurity. So I think there's probably some lessons we can learn from your from your book on on those those thoughts and issues how do you trust somebody how do you know who to trust is should you trust no one it's very it's very it's very important everything you're raising is so critical and yet in the end we don't want to live lives where we can't trust anyone so you know whether it's our co-workers our superiors it, within the government if you're in the intelligence community any of that, I mean, we want to still be human beings, but on the other hand, these threats are very real and they do exist. I'll, I'll tell you one personal thing I could tell you, this this is just so crazy, that I had a Facebook account with thousands and thousands of followers who, you know, follow me to see what books I'm coming out with and so forth. And also, you know, I post things, some are funny, some are supposed to be thought provoking, whatever. I got hacked so badly that not only did they take over my my Facebook account, but they also managed to go into the Facebook account and through the Facebook account, they couldn't get my credit card numbers, but my credit cards were embedded in the Facebook account because I buy advertising from Meta. P.S. They bought thousands and thousands of dollars worth of advertising for their own products. It appears they are Chinese. And the best was that I found this out on Christmas morning because I realized the Facebook thing had been hacked. And I said, you know, I better take a look at my credit cards. And sure enough, tens of thousands of dollars. So the credit card companies, of course, work with me and they reversed all the charges. But to this day, now this is going on for a month and a half. To this day, I have not been able to get Meta to respond. 
I've had all different people write to them and say, this account has been hacked. And so if you go to, this is, it's like a bad dream, but if you go to Jeffrey Stevens, the author, all one big long thing on Facebook, you will see that that is my site, which I can no longer get onto. I can't get onto Facebook, but you'll see my my uh, peculiar mug and pictures of these novels. And on top of it, you'll see all of these ads of these products for these bad guys and Meta's not doing anything about it. So wow. really, there's some, some bad things going on. But getting back to the book, yes, I, I, what I'm trying to do is raise awareness and raise a consciousness as you are about the need to be careful about these things and about who's in charge of what. Because let's face it, these dangers exist and they're real and they're present. So earlier when you said, and in a very complimentary way, I, and I appreciate that, you know, the new Ian Fleming or something for the James Bond, I love James Bond. Everybody loves James Bond. The movies are great. The books were fantastic. But the truth is that espionage is not about tuxedos and swilling uh, martinis. It's about people who work very hard. They work in the shadows. They they spend all kinds of time doing things that other people would find drudgery, trying to protect us from these cyber attacks and from uh, from terrorist attacks and so forth. And these are the people to whom we owe a great debt, as we do to our military. And so it's wonderful to, you know, to dress it up, uh, you know, beautiful girls running around and all that. But that's not the real story about what goes on and what they need to do to protect us every day. And that's what's going on every day. And we don't see it. Isn't there a charity or a nonprofit uh, for folks uh, that, that you've gotten involved with to help out uh, folks, maybe special ops or folks in the field? That's right. The Special uh, Special Ops Warriors Fund, SOWF, and they take care of the families of people who have been in the intelligence community who have fallen in, in line of duty and otherwise. And that's a wonderful charity, SOWF, and the, the large, large percentage of the money, just like Tunnels to Towers, it goes to the people it's intended for unlike certain other charities, which I will not name, <laughs> whose records are not quite as good. But yes, they're, they're a terrific, they're a terrific nonprofit. And uh, yeah, and I, I donated a, a lot of my money from the early books to them. Yes. That's great. We'll put up on the, uh, on the screen, uh, the, uh, the URL uh, to both your website, jeffreystevens.com, so folks know how to spell it properly. And also to the Special Ops Warrior Fund, which is not SOWF.org, but that is the name of the organization, Special right. Ops Warrior Fund, yep. a charitable group, I think out of Tampa or somewhere somewhere in Florida. Yes, I think that's right, if I recall. That's great. Yeah, love love helping out charities as well and helping veterans. And, you know, there's folks, there's so many families that no one really realizes, including in cybersecurity, the life of a first responder or the life of someone in the field uh, in, in these difficult, challenging, and, and potentially life-threatening roles. Do you see, and when you write books like The Enemies Among Us, do you see a gray area, you know, the balance between uh, spying on these nation states and trying to find ways to work with each other so we have peace on earth? Because it's, it's very tenuous right now. It certainly is. That's a good point. And we do want peace on Earth. But on the other hand, in in The Handler, I began the story where, where Reagan is in China, where I've been. And uh, so there's a, a whole plot in, involving the Chinese and what they're trying to do, uh, exactly what you're talking about. So, yes, I, we have to coexist. We need to find a way to do that. Uh, but on the other hand, we have to be aware of what they're trying to do, whether it's through TikTok or through their espionage efforts and so forth, 
you know, the Chinese Communist Party, they're serious. They're serious people. You see what's happened with these migrants who came through that hole there in, in, uh, in California that's been on the news a lot and thousands and thousands of them. And when inquiries were made, the Chinese government said, oh, they're not really Chinese. And anyway, we're not taking them back. And so the supposition is that a lot of these people have been sent by the Chinese government to spy on us. And now they're in the country and they're who knows where. And, and how did they get the information on where this hole in the fence was and how to get to the United States from China? I mean, that's a that's a big trek, especially if you're going to come up through Mexico. How did they get it? TikTok. <laughs> when they were interviewed coming through the fence by 60 minutes of all people, they're not exactly uh, the most conservative uh, slant you're, you're ever going to get on television. And they told the correspondent from 60 minutes and they held up their iPads. Oh, they, we, we got our instructions from TikTok. These are these could potentially be enemies among us, of people who came here with malicious intent. That's uh, right, as, as you say. And so, tell tell us more about these novels. So, the Handler and Enemies Among Us. How many spy novels have you written, and which one's your favorite so far? Well, okay, that's a that's a great question. So, the the first series of four uh, was targets of deception, targets of opportunity, targets of revenge. And when I went to name the fourth one, the publisher said, use something else. People are getting confused. So it's called Rogue Mission. And uh, that's the foursome uh, featuring Jordan Sandor. He is uh, he was the hero of those four novels. And then I wrote um, a murder mystery. And then I wrote a father's son treasure hunt. And then I went back to the espionage game and I wrote The Handler and then Enemies Among Us. So, you know, like all my children, I love them all. And so to say which is my favorite, but obviously Enemies Among Us is the one that's most recently released, just came out just before the end of the year. So obviously that's what I've been talking about a lot. So I have a certain affinity for that book. Um, but I, I really do. I, I like the tandem of, of those two books. And I'm looking forward to to moving on with the series because it really they introduce good characters who are three-dimensional as i say these are not these aren't cartoon characters bullets don't bounce off their chest and you know and and uh, reagan isn't falling into bed with every woman he meets and certainly not with his partner who's a total pro and carol gellos happens to be based on somebody also because i tend to do that with my characters i like to have a visual and some background on people that I've known and so on. And she's based on a woman who was in the military and then went on to do some really terrific things. And if you met her, you would never guess it. You would never guess it. She is as attractive and, and as feminine as you can imagine. And yet she could be tough as nails. So it's a fun character to work with. So I liked working the, the duo of Nick Reagan and Carol Gellos and all of sort of the other people in their orbit who help them because those are the people they can trust. And that gets back to your point. It's so important to have people around us that we can trust, especially when we're dealing in these life and death issues or these issues that are so critical to our country. So in any event, so that's that's been the fun and, um, and carrying some of the subplots from the handler into enemies among us, such as speaking of cybersecurity, there's something in there, and this is, uh, I don't think I'm giving too much away by saying there's a character in there who's developing something that becomes known as the ghost chip, that if it's implanted in a device such as a smartphone or an iPad, that all communications become completely untraceable. You can't trace the location of the device. Uh, you can't tap into the conversations. And so the, the terrorist community now has a way, if they get their hands on this, of communicating without any fear 
that infiltrations into their deep state, uh, excuse me, deep web uh, you know, communications will be uncovered. And it's a scary thing because, you know, that's one of the best things we've got going for us is the way to tap into what they're doing, talking to each other. And now they're completely anonymous and you can't get through to the conversation. So that's a plot that that I wove kind of through both books. And so that was fun. And it's important for people to look at these possibilities. Love it. Usually books like yours bring up new ideas and, and uh, incubate ideas. So for example, uh, the ghost chip reminds me of, we've been doing virtual private networks for years. Folks need to do strong encryption. The stronger the encryption in data at rest, your files, your, could be your tax filing, could be your credit card information. The stronger the encryption in data at rest, uh, is is the, the 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 lower the risk that the bad guys can steal that data, Absolutely. and then and then the weaker encryption. You know, I remember when the FBI was asking Apple to give a, the keys to the castle to the iPhones because we had some terrorists on the West Coast that uh, they got a hold of their iPhones, but they were locked up and encrypted. And Apple intelligently said, if we give you the keys to the castle for the, these iPhones and make the encryption weaker. Uh, that'll get in the hands of enemy nation states so fast, you know, that you won't have a safe phone. So securing things with strong encryption, just like the ghost chip, might actually be a good thing for privacy, safety, protection of data, data in motion when we're talking and communicating or moving files around. But then the risk is what if the bad guys get a hold of the same technology, which happens all the time. That's right. That's right. A apropos what you're saying, uh, when I got hacked on this on this whole thing with with uh, uh, with Facebook, uh, one of my very best friends is also my IT guy. And he got so mad at me because he said, this is your fault. You know, you don't your passwords aren't unique enough. And I went through and I spent three solid days. I'm not kidding. Three solid days changing 250 passwords. You don't realize how many passwords you have in life until you start going through the list. And I changed 250 of them. And what I did was I used the random assignment of password feature on RoboForm. And I'm telling you, I, I don't know a single one of these passwords by heart. They're so comp complex and they're so lengthy and they have all these different characters in them. And he said, good, now you're, at least you're not gonna get hacked or at least not get hacked easily. So you're absolutely right. You really need to protect yourselves out there. I mean, that's what that's what's at stake here. I mean, I've had people, bank accounts. There's there's a there's a comedian. Um, his name is Andy, um, and I'll think of it. And he shows up on the Today Show once in a while, and he came on the air and said that he got hacked. And these people called him up and they sounded so legitimate that by the time he was done with the phone call, thinking that he was talking to a bank and I won't name the bank, he lost six figures in cash that was never recovered. And I know somebody it happened to, but at the last moment, she realized that there was something amiss. She said, you know what, I'm going to hang up with you and I'm going to call my banker at Chase. And she did. And it turned out the whole thing was a scam. And she was moments away from them getting access to all of our bank accounts. It's frightening. It is frightening. And, you know, there's something called uh, is spoofing, uh, uh, spoofing a phone number, spoofing an IP address on a computer. So you think, you know, you can spoof the caller ID. Oh, it's Bank of America or whatever bank. But now we're even doing, uh, you know, artificial intelligence is helping deep fake voices, videos. No. You won't it's even, pretty soon you won't know what's real or what's not real. We have cybersecurity companies 
just starting up now with one mission to determine if a file, a video, an audio file, you know, an MP3, a, a movie file, an MP4, right. et cetera, or a picture is a deep fake. Is it, is it fake? And, and how to determine that, it's getting harder and harder. Incredible, isn't it? It really is. It is. And you know what? Books like yours inspire. It turns out that uh, there's a venture fund that we love, Cyber Defense Media Group. We love one of, one of our award-winning um, venture funds uh, that we love is called InQtel, which is InQ We Trust. It's Latin for InQ We Trust. So IQT.org was founded by the CIA, spun off as a venture fund to invest in the latest, most innovative cybersecurity solutions for strong encryption, data, protection of data, data exfiltration for spies. It's very interesting. It's a real cool group. I'd love to get a copy of your book over to those folks. They'll probably love it. Let me know. I'll send them one. <laughs> so tell our viewers and listeners where they can get your book. Uh, they Should they get the handler first before they read Enemies Among Us? No, they, they, they could be read separately. They're, you know, I'm careful about that because you don't want to put people in a position where they're reading a book and they don't understand what's going on because of something they should have read before. So you could read them in order. You could read them backwards or you could just read it standalone, Enemies Among Us. And of course, we all know that the place where most books are sold in America right now is Amazon.com and also BN.com, or you can go to Barnes & Noble. I love supporting local bookstores, but it's very difficult for them to keep inventory. There's so many books being published now, but they can certainly order it for you. I know the book is, the hardcover is on a, a sale a little bit. There's a bit of a discount on Amazon right now. And uh, if you want to know more about me before you make the investment, as you say, if you go to jeffreystevens.com, Stevens with a PH, just go to jeffreystevens.com. You could see all the books with some summaries and different things about them. And so you get an idea what I'm about. Folks, you heard it here first. Go to jeffreystevens.com, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S.com. And Jeffrey, last question. Do you ever sell or provide autographed copies of your books, maybe directly from your website or during holidays? Oh, sure. sure. Look, I love hearing from people, by the way. I actually do. I, I, even, even if they have criticisms or, or questions, it's, it's all good. So, yeah, get in touch with me. If you want an autographed copy, I can, I can work that out for you. Award-winning author Jeffrey Stevens from Enemies Among Us and more books, I'm sure, coming and great books written before to read. Go to his website, go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or your local bookseller. If you don't see it there, ask him for it. You've been listening to Cyber Defense Radio. Stay tuned next time for another amazing and informative episode. CyberDefenseRadio.com is proudly part of the Cyber Defense Media Group, where InfoSec knowledge is power. Cyber Defense TV and Cyber Defense Radio have launched 24 by 7 by 365 live streams. Visit them online today at cyberdefense.tv and cyberdefense.radio with your host and globally recognized cybersecurity expert and my good friend, Gary Malewski. <laughs>